Greetings. Salutations. Hello, all everyone listening. Welcome to the second episode of the Laughing, Joking, Numbskulls podcast. <laughs> wow. We already made it, Boston. The second yep. episode. Ah, uh, I thought this day would never come. Do you know what I noticed from the last recording? I'm sorry? Do you know what I noticed from the last recording? I apparently... What? I, do you not hear? You know what I noticed during the last recording? What did you notice? I click a lot when I talk. Like, I do, like... Yeah, yeah, I should have said something. Brother, I didn't notice how much I did that. It was just like... Oh, should we just restart the recording at no, this point? this sounds great. This is just like last time. <laughs> yeah, we got, this could be the running gag. Yeah, just wait till- where we keep on missing <laughs> up. Alright, so today, everyone, we've got ourselves a little treat. We've got three movies. Yeah. From time periods. Of three different genre, well, not really g- different genres, but uh, mm. very, very um, different movies in general. Yeah, all of them inspired by the times, and have very different influences mm-hmm. about them. So I think I'm gonna let my co-host start us off. All right. So the first movie we're talking about, Rodan. Nineteen. 19- 56. Yeah, man. So... It is... Uh, oh. Let me... Just, should I get a plot synopsis? Plot? Uh, sure. So, yeah. This came out December 26, 1956. All right. And, um, stars a bunch of people whose names I'll probably butcher. But I'm going to say it anyway. Shiro Honda. <laughs> um, special effects, AJ Subaraya. Um, a cast starring Kenji, Sahara, Yumi, Shikahara, Akiko Hirata, Akiko Habori, and Haru Nakajima as the titular antagonist. Good job, Boston. Good job. So the plot of this movie is that there's these miners, and they're kind of it's a little weird. Things are going a little weird. There's a there's a there's a murder afoot. So they're trying to figure it out. They think it's the main character's sister who's. Um, they believe it is the main character's brother. One of the main character. Oh my gosh! It's the so, brother. Yeah. yeah. The one of the main one of the main protagonists is Shigeru, mm-hmm. and he is, um, I believe, in a relationship with Kyo. However, her her brother uh, Yoshi and no Goro and Yoshi. They're two minors. They had a fight early on in the movie. It was so both funny. Of, yeah. Both of them go missing. It was the ultimate video game crossover. <laughs> Do you know what? it really had me like? It caught me off guard in the beginning when they were gonna fight and like they broke it up at first and then he just like flicks his like shoulder and then they start coming yes. out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, they go to and then they they're like they think that Goro or Yoshi I forget what their names are. I'm sorry. They believe that they are um basically killing each other or one of them killed uh, Goro, Goro killed, killed Yoshi. That's what it is. Goro killed Yoshi. So the, they're just trying to find innocence. So they send down three miners and a police officer to go investigate and they find. Um, Yoshi's body, but it's all mangled. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. They say nothing could do, no man could do this with his bare hands. So as they're about to go up, one of the miners gets pulled down underneath the water, and then another, and then another. So another runs back to the telephone to call, but before he can, he's attacked by a large shadow. So then we go to an autopsy, which was very surprising because this is the 50s. What 50s movie do you know has blood in it? None. <laughs> like, none. 
Like this is like I think like one of the first movies that have like graphic violence in it. I don't like, know. Like there's a like no, I'm just saying like there's a few like there's a few blood. There's a lot of few blood. I mean like there's the Wizard of Oz was pretty gory, man, you know. All right. All right. <laughs> Whatever. No, but I'm saying like uh like it's it's kind of very violent. Um a lot of blood in it. Mm-hmm. Something like this. Um so yeah, they're going through and um as they're finding stuff, you know, looking through the mines again, they, um, there's this, this so the, he's, uh, comforting his, uh, girlfriend slash wife, who, you know, whose brother is believed to be the murderer. And, um, as they're going there, this gigantic bug just bursts through the door and starts <laughs> screeching. So, they, like, this guy just says, calls the cops, and, like, 50 cops just come out of nowhere, and they open the door, this cop just gets murdered, and they shoot at it, but bullets do nothing. So it's crazy. So they're chasing this thing up the mountain, and a bunch of them came out, and they just – it's crazy. This is only, like, 20 minutes in the movie, and just people are dying left and right. So they call in the army with machine guns and stuff and just start blowing them up. So it's like, all right, movie's over. So they decided they're going to go down the mine, finish it up. So um, turns out uh, these bugs, they've got the element of surprise. They're able to cut down the machine gunner. So Shigeru, in his infinite wisdom, decides he's going to unlock the mines and ram those suckers. So he does that, but it turns out he's trapped because of a cave-in. Oh, no. But he's not presumed missing. However, UFOs have been sighted all over the world, and people in livestock are going missing. Um, One such one is where we see a couple uh, taking a visit to Mount... uh, what is it? I don't, Mount- I don't remember. Oh, I think it was um, Kyosu. I think I'm reading about it. Yeah, it's Kishu Mountain or something like that. Aso, Mount Aso. Some mountain. Which is apparently the second largest mountain in Japan. Well, it's just some random mountain to me. So Yeah. They go there and they find this UFO. This couple is attacked. They go missing. All they can find is a camera. And in the camera, they see the, the faintest tip of a, a what was believed to be a a wing, yes. So they're like, eh, it's probably just something. So, um, so then an earthquake happens. Um, so Shigeru is finally found, but with amnesia. So they're cared for. Shigeru is cared for by Kyo, and he watches. So she's trying to comfort him, starts crying. She gives him a, some birds. He looks inside the nest and sees a bird hatch, and he has a flashback. So he's surrounded by these, the uh, the giant bugs. And he sees this gigantic egg, enough to feed the entire world an omelet. And this pterodactyl-like creature um, just bursts open and eats them. That killed these guys so easily. is just swallowed whole by this giant uh, bird. So that's what kind of... They, they realize that's probably the UFO, and that's probably the thing. So they tell, the, tell them about the monster. So they, you know, they, uh, they believe that. So they go to the mountain... And lo and behold, the thing emerges after uh, they have put some charges on there. And it just, oof. It's amazing. Oh, it is. I, I don't know about you, but I really like the final act of this movie. Mm-hmm. Where they were just launching uh, missiles for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, like the dog fight where they're yeah, chasing. I know what you're talking about. Under the, under the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a just a, a hurricane whenever he flies by. In fact, there's just one shot where he flies over a hotel, and instantly, almost half the hotel like 
signs and cars just go flying off the bridge. Yeah. And it, for the times, it's very. I think it's a very good special effect. Admittedly, <clears throat> it does look a little dated, but I think it looks excellent for the time. Yeah. It really like. So, not not to like not to like down it, but like. I, I I caught myself laughing throughout the movie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna admit this is a very campy movie, mm-hmm. but I think it's a very good campy movie. It's not a bad. It's good movie. It's just an enjoyable movie. Yeah, that's what I saw in it. Anyway, so they track the monster down. Um, turns out that halfway through its attack on a city, there's a second one. So things just went from bad to worse because they realize if these things breed, it's game over, man. So what they do is that they, they trap him in the mountain, and due to its high volcanic activity, they, ign- they ignite the mountain, which causes the Rodans to be destroyed by the lava. That was, that was a crazy movie. Uh, I think it's amazing. In fact, I read about it. Apparently, the, um, that suit is 150, was 150 pounds. The mountain that they built was one third scale. What? It meaning it took up several acres. Oh my god! <laughs> they built they built nearly five. They built sets in nearly ten different scales: one tenth, one twentieth, one thirty twenty fifth, one thirtieth. And that bridge was apparently twenty foot wide. That they collapsed. That's crazy. That's a lot of. That's a lot of stuff. I, I, and apparently, the molten lava was actually just molten iron that they dumped. Apparently, a few workers got burned. So, yeah. So, another part I found interesting about the movie um, was when the puppet falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, apparently, that was an accident. They did not mean for that puppet to fall. What were they trying but to do? The, they were trying to... So, the, the, the iron melted the wire, so the puppet fell down. And then uh, it was stuck. They couldn't. They were trying to lift it up, but it was coming back up, up and down. So instead of reshooting, the special effects supervisor said, uh, for the American dub, for the American dub of the version, they just they just end in silence. But in the American dub, they explained that the Rodan would rather die than be alone without its lover. And this is supposed to apparently reflect uh, Shigeru and Kyo's relationship. Wow, that's crazy. The Amer- yeah, and the American dub adds an annoying uh, voiceover. Mm-hmm. I-, I didn't watch the American dub. I watched the uh, subs. Yeah. Yes, I think the sub was pretty good. It did not the American version down of the gore. So, yeah. Um, however, I do want to talk about another thing, not just the special effects. I want to talk about the cinematography. Mm-hmm. I found it uh, weirdly really nice. Like, there are very long shots in this movie. There are. There's a lot of long so shots. it really I, like I know they're different languages, but it really shows off the uh, the mm, what how do I want to use this uh, the good the whew, the talents of the actors like they're able to act for several minutes at a time through un like just un hmm, I'm trying to find the word can't we out here what what do you like like they're able to act through just long cuts uncut right, raw yeah uncut, raw footage uh, it's just all yeah. I think that was very nice. Like, uh, and then there's a lot of, uh, you can, just because they're a different language doesn't mean that, uh, they can't act. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard that, uh, like, it's a knock against foreign films, which I think is weird. That's, I'm sure they say the same thing about ours. What? 
like I've heard like like I was reading a review of this movie. They said that like the people couldn't act. Like the Amer- the the English like was just awful. I mean, like the I didn't think yeah. it was that bad. It's I, I just thought it was uh in, I thought it was pretty good acting, very decent. Not the best, nowhere near the no. best I've ever seen. But I think it was pretty good for the time, at least. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to look at is the um, the score. The score. I, count, I think it was pretty helpful for the atmosphere. It was very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, uh, cinematography was good. The acting was it was all right. Uh, score was, I found, pretty memorable, at least. There's a few tracks yeah. I remember. My favorite part is when, like, he dives in the water and, like, everyone's like, all right. Chill. We got him. Yeah, everyone's like, "It's good. We can leave." And then, like, he just bops right back out. And they're like, "Oh, oh!" And then there's the part where it's like, "All right, we can get Rodan under control." And then this is another Rodan is spotted. <laughs> that really caught me off guard. I was like, "Yo, what?" That was. Crazy. I mean, like they got like the uh, like they just panicked. <laughs> also, when he like when they were all chilling in that room, when the before like the second Rodan was saw, was like. Wait, was it before or after? Where like the whole entire uh, when wall, they're in the building? Yeah, when the whole entire wall oh! breaks down. Yeah, and then like they're just like they're just flinging uh, actors. Oh, another another part I really liked was um when uh the, when Rodan just starts flapping its wings. These two uh, army guys, mm-hmm. they're just like holding onto a pole and get blown off. Yes. Oh, I mean um oh boy uh they get blown away. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean um um the wind carries them away. <laughs> Brother, that like honestly. I, Rodan was pretty. I going into it, I was like, oh, I don't really like these monster movies, but I'll, I'm gonna watch it for the review. But when I saw it, I was like, yo, I might start watching more monster movies, man. Um, yeah, this is like I'd say one of three of the excellent like movies. This is by the same guys who made Godzilla, mm-hmm. and along with the original, I'd say three of the original Godzillas, along with this one and a few others, they're actually very good movies. Um, in fact, the American version. Of this movie, it was actually rated X. X? But you're saying there's an no X gore? Rating. Yeah, it was an X rating. And in the poster, it even says, uh, not for you to, not for children to see. Or, what is that? Um, I, I have a book of just like 50 sci fi movies. I feel like I, I could watch it, this movie with people. Like, with... yeah. It, to me, it's more like a Gremlins PG than a, like, for, than a Wreck It Ralph PG. <laughs> not Wreck It yeah, Ralph. Yeah, because you. There's two different types of PG. There's good, there's reasonable PG, and then there's just like, we put in a mild curse word to get a PG rating. Whoa, we're getting pretty dicey in here. He said frick. Whoa. Whoa. Frick! <laughs> what the heck? Whoa, whoa. So, um, another knock, I, I do want to knock this movie. I feel like the uh, characters kind of take a backseat in the last act. Yeah. Like, it's really just focused on the spectacle. And there's nothing really wrong there's with not- that. Um. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just like... Uh, the movie is not ambitious. This isn't supposed to be a uh, grand masterpiece. It's... Honestly, I compare it to a Marvel movie of today. It does what it set out. It's trying... It's not trying to be some grand epic thing. It's just setting out to what it is. It isn't the Avengers Endgame. It's like a Spider-Man Homecoming, basically. All right. It's just establishing a... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not ambitious. It's just here's some fun. So yeah, characters kind of take a backseat mm-hmm. at the last act. Um, special effects, in the most part, hold up. There's a few shots that you know yeah. aren't the best, but uh, 
overall, how would you rate this film? Um, I thought, just like you're saying, I thought cinematography was good, score was great. Honestly, I'd give it out of like ten, probably like seven. I don't really have anything like yeah. I don't have a lot to yeah. compare it to, but from mm-hmm. a movie standpoint and from movies I've seen, I'd this give it a nice seven. Is- this isn't a movie that Mystery Science Theater would riff. It's actually a good, a decent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, fun fact, this is actually the second color monster movie of all time. What was the, wait, what was the first? The first one was The Beast of Hollow Mountain, which was made fun of by Mystery Science Theater 3000. Is it, like, bad? I've never seen it. <laughs> it's horrible. Don't watch it. Yeah, oh, I'm going to watch it. Oh, you watch it on Netflix, man. It's on Mystery Science Theater. It's the only way to watch it. Alright. Alright, so in closing, I think I'd give it a similar score of a three out of three point five out of five. Or a four, if I'm being generous. So a very similar score to Kevin. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's uh very holds up very well. Mm-hmm. Next up we have a different kind of movie in a similar theme. And uh in case you didn't know Rodan was supposed to be a horror movie. And, um, of course, it doesn't really, it's not really scary, but I'm sure for the times it was very scary. Mm-hmm. However, we go over to The Thing, which is from, which is actually a remake of a 50s movie called The Thing from Another World. And, um, you know, it's an all right movie. Um, it's nothing really special. It's your typical 50s sci-fi movie. It's not on the level of Rodan. Actually, it's kind of on the level of Rodan. I it's thought not it, one of those. I really like how, like, they leave it kind it, of. Like, the original thing. The Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The original thing. Like, the thing from Other World. Oh, all right. I was going to say. Oh, no, 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 no. The original, the original The Thing from 51. All right. It's very on the level of Rodan. However, John Carpenter's The Thing. I'm going to say it right now. The movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> Not all masterpieces are perfect. But I think this is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Yeah. I, I, I really like The Thing. So it opens up with a, um, you know, the shot of a flying saucer, which um, I hear was not John Carpenter's original vision. He actually hated that, but the studio made him do it, mm-hmm. which I think kind of ruined the, the thing in general. He was like, oh, it's an alien. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they send it, they see this flying saucer crashing to Earth. Ten million years later, there's this helicopter with Norwegians in it trying to shoot a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this goes on, and then, um, then we go to the U.S. Um, research base in Antarctica, which is hosted by the greatest actor of all time, Kurt Russell. Dude, Kurt Russell, man. Best part of this movie. He, he's my favorite character. Oh, is, the, is the best part. He plays the helicopter pool, helicopter target, R.J. McCready. Then there's other standouts, like Keith Davids as Childs. Mm-hmm. And um, Will Ford Brimley as Dr. Blair. I think those are the three main roles in this movie. Yeah. Um, everyone else is just a, uh, a body to be killed. That's... Oh, and then there's, there's Fox. There's... What? F-U-C-H-S. Oh. F-U-C-H-S. That's his name. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, wait. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. So, what happened? So... They're chasing the dog. They land because, like, the dog um, gets in. 
Yeah, and then the Americans are like, yeah, we'll just take care of it. So, um, you know, this uh, they start shooting at um, I forget who they shoot, but then yeah, the base leader who is uh Don- Gary, mm-hmm. who I think is the only actual military one there. Yeah. No, I think RJ was also a chopper, RJ. was an army. But um, yeah, he shoots him, and then um, the other Norwegian picks up, uh, pulls a grenade, but drops it, <laughs> and he blows himself up in the chopper. However. Why was he going for the grenade? Like, just run away. <laughs> no, before before he um he told the uh, the people he was speaking Norwegian, and this is a funny story I want to tell you later. He was telling them what the thing is, and it was explaining them, but none of them speak Norwegian. So they decide that they're gonna take this dog in and head to the Norwegian outpost. When they get there, they find just a wreck. They find um a, a slit wrist guy in a chair. They find just uh, this thing in a bathtub. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah, they find an axe, which is completely ruined by the remake. Um. I haven't seen the remake. It's act not a remake. It's actually a prequel. It's a prequel. Yeah, it takes place in the re- Norwegian outpost. Oh, so it, like explains it. Yeah, don't. It's it's dumb. Does it ruin the thing? Characters have the chance to take the axe, but this guy goes, "No, don't take it." it w- and then just someone said, "For continuity's sake." <laughs> Brother, All right. So yeah. 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 So they take it in, and um, they put in with the other dogs, and an amazing scene happens. I oh think you God. should. Can you explain the scene with with the dogs? Yeah. Oh my God! So first, just looks like some regular old dog, but then stuff gets kicked up to high gear. This dog just starts going crazy on all the other dogs. It's freaking face isn't it's not normal this dog looks like you could know, say you you can't you can't explain how this dog you have to see this thing there's it, like ropes coming out of it and it's like grabbing you the could dog say to quote the film it's and it's pissed off that's so dude this dog for some reason just hates its own kind coming in on each other oh it just it just injects them and just sucks their blood oh my god Dude. And then they, they just get the flamethrower and they burn <sighs> that sucker. Oh my dude, that dude picked up the flamethrower and just Inferno, dude. That I love Yeah. One of this my movie's scenes. awesome. Yeah, the, the, and then like the just things go to crap. They head back to the Norwegian site and they find a ship. They don't get into it, but they find a VHS tape of the Norwegians opening up the ship and finding the thing. So they like, oh crap, this thing's an alien. She's like, oh, we just, we just don't worry. They got to kill it. And then as they're going through, um, someone, I forget who, gets, uh, I forget his name. But he just like completely just freaks out because this guy sees his buddy getting assimilated. He comes back. The guy's all right. So they chase him out, and he's just screaming. And that's probably one of the best scenes. It's just like, I know I'm human, but I don't know about the rest of you. When they're just standing outside in front of the uh, burning uh, carcass. Yeah. This, this, I just love this thing. Uh, I'll not tell, the thing, thing. I'll tell you the, my favorite scene later when like it comes up. It's oh, it's uh, I already know what your your favorite scene is. It's my favorite as well. So yeah, they're deciding that uh they need to do blood tests. Mm-hmm. So they do that. They go to check the blood. It's been sabotaged. <gasps> so they know that someone's still the thing. After which Blair, the scientist, he decides that uh. He's going to research on the thing. He just he, he, he sees that the cells assimilate. 
and copy themselves, much like bacteria. Mm-hmm. So he predicts with his computer that within 1,000 days, the thing will, if it gets to civilization, it will overrun all of civilization in just three years. That's. Um, it's basically the Left for Dead zombies, how they took over North America yeah. in two weeks. It's like, like it's just. I, I don't get how the computer has the power to calculate this, is my question. I mean, it, it beats McCreary in chess, so who knows? Oh, true that. <laughs> so, yeah, they, um, Blair just goes insane. He's, uh, he's locked up in the shed. After this, uh, they have a guy who has a heart attack. <gasps> so the, the, the professor, the, uh, the mm. doctor, takes him. And they're, trying to act, they're trying to bring him back with um, the fibrillators. And as he's got the final charge, he puts his arms in, and the, the, the guy's chest opens wide open and it bites his, the, the doctor's arms clean off. This scene is so – the dude's head pops off, and then it grows legs. And it just crawls, Dude. and it just crawls on the floor. And then the oh my gosh, like this, this film, crazy. yeah, it's amazing. This film, we're just we're just um, fanboying over this of the thing, dude. This, the entire review. That's the so yeah, that's the height of that movie, dude. Oh no, the height is yet to come. So they do this. Um, paranoia strikes. Everyone's getting crazy. So um, they do. They decide they're gonna do blood tests since the the thing doesn't like fire. Mm-hmm. So they individually take everyone's. Uh, Blood samples out. Um, what happens over the course of film? Um, you know, um, Blair Blair sabotages the radio so that way they can't call for help. Mm-hmm. He destroys the blood uh, stuff, and it's getting crazy. Um, man, and the thing's really not. It really highlights the um, the film's themes of uh, isolation and paranoia. Yeah, which I mean, like the only person you can trust in that situation is yourself. Mm-hmm. There's no way to know who's the thing and who isn't. And they figured out that they do is a blood sample. So McCleary, uh, McCready. So as they're going through, they find McCready's jacket. So they decide they're going to lock him up. So he busts in, finds himself a flamethrower and gets dynamite. So he says, if they don't let him through, he's going to blow up the entire base. So they let him through and he takes a blood sample of himself. He turns clean. So everyone trusts him. Then he does, um, the, uh, I think his name was Windows, who is the radio operator. Uh, he does him. He's clean. But then the, uh, the dog handler, who was the one who originally took in the thing, he is a prime suspect. So as he tries to stab McCready, uh, uh, McCready shoots him in the head. Yes. And this is what everyone thinks. He's the thing. They do a blood sample. He's clean. Mm-hmm. So the thing, it was a very interesting how it's, this thing isn't dumb. It is very smart. It, uh, it plants seeds of uh, paranoia amongst everyone, just hiding information. And oof, it's just, it's a very well-made movie. So as we go on, um, they find that one of the guys is infected. So he literally jumps out of the, uh, they're all tied to a couch. He literally bursts out, jumps, jumps onto a ceiling, comes down, and just grabs windows like his the, the infected thing's head just splits open and grabs his head and it just sh- violently shakes him around. That was just oh, that was one of my favorites. That's the best scene. No, no, the, uh, the, what? No, the best, the best scene is the one with the um, when they're trying to uh, resurrect the one dude that had the heart attack. That's no, my the favorite. best scene is when they're fi- the dude, best the scene is head when they're trying to falls figure out off and crawls out. Yeah, it, the, dude, yeah, at least there's. Dude, with that scene, 
with uh, what's it called? With the uh, interrogation scene where they're trying to figure out who's who, there's no music playing. It is complete suspense. And it is uh, perfect. It's just flat cinematography. There's hardly any movement. Just complete dead silence. Like, we don't know what's... We know it's going to come. We don't know when it's going to come. So they're doing that. They figure out that only one of the guys was infected. So they go to get Blair. Blair's gone. So they go down... They find that he's made a half. They have a he has a half-made spaceship ready to leave. <laughs> so they reason that the only way they can prevent this is if just everyone dies. Yeah, and they blow they up. Just, the whole they base. just say they just say that we should kill everyone. So they go back. Um, there's only three of them left, which is um, uh, Gary, RJ, and uh, Keith David's character, who hmm. I forget. Childs, Childs. They're going through. Um, Childs is uh, at the is left behind. He goes missing, so they bring in with him Gary and the other guy who I forget. Um, uh, the other guy gets separated. Uh, Gary gets assimilated, as we can see on screen, and um, then it's just RJ and the thing. It is a final showdown. The thing is just this gigantic monster at this point because it's, it's accumulated so much body body mass, and RJ just blows it up. And it is just a huge explosion. Glorious. He's the only one left. He got himself a bottle of whiskey, waits it out. But then, Childs comes out. He asks, where were you? And he says, I thought I saw Blair. Went to go get him. Got lost. Yeah. He's and then, they just say, you know what? Let's just wait it out. And then the film fades to black. Do you- Her... Have you seen like theories on it on how like I have I've there's theories that uh, the thing purposefully mutated itself that way RJ is actually the thing Mm -hmm. the whole time like it's crazy the theories that there are this movie and it is all right let's talk about some things the acting what is your thoughts on the acting I thought the acting perfect it they correctly like show like isolation and like scared that someone like, else is like the thing yeah they like yeah people are purposely uh sabotaging each other uh people are what is it uh yeah they have rules like you're only allowed to prepare your own your food for yourself mm-hmm. that way that if you eat the thing you turn into the thing yeah so yeah like it's just crazy like they've got people trying to like get the gun lock but like oh my gosh Dude. everyone's just freaking out Okay, so the acting I think was was very well. I think the standout was, of course, Kurt Russell. Dude, Kurt Ru- Curtis Russell, dude, he's he's my favorite. He is the he was the Keanu Reeves of the eighties. Oh, he was. See that mane that he I, had, dude. That hair oh was crazy. God. God, love him. Okay, so um, okay, then there's the special effects. These special effects okay. are crazier than the acting. Apparently, the special effects to $1.5 million, uh, 1982 money. Yeah. So it was made by Rob Botton, who, if you're not familiar, has worked with um, directors, has worked with other directors like uh, Paul Verhoeven with movies such as Robocop and Total Recall and Basic Instinct. So he also did the effects for Fight Club, which I've unfortunately never seen. Mm-hmm. But... Those are some um, RoboCop and Total Recall, especially. They've got very good special effects. Yeah. 
Have you ever seen them? Yeah, I've seen it. I've I've also seen the reboot of RoboCop. Alright, it's not that bad. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, like... Oh, no. It's not RoboCop 3. It's not. I mean, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not. (laughs) So, yeah, the thing was very good. Then there's the uh, cinematography, which... I found very parallel to Rodan, very flat, mm-hmm. very just just tense. Like there's not a lot of wild movements, like quick camera chases, or like quick camera swivels and stuff like that. It's very slow, mm-hmm. very just focused. It's not, I'm not focused, but uh, it gives off the mood. And then there's the score, which I think was also <laughs> very well. Yeah, done. they used the score so well in this movie. Um, and then there's the theme. Everyone knows the thing. The thi- the thing theme. You know, bum bum. Bum bum. Bum bum. Bum bum. Bum bum. Brother. Oh my god. This is a phenomenal movie. You want to give us a score? Five out of five. Five out of five? Yep. Uh, you know what? Same here, man. 10 out of 10. 5 out of 5. This movie is perfect. If you have not seen it, see it. Mm-hmm. Just because we've spoiled the movie does not mean this film is not worth watching. Yeah. In fact, for all three of these movies, even if you have not, even if you know what's going to happen, they're worth seeing. They're definitely worth seeing. Yes. Um. So, yeah. And then we have our last film. Yes. Evans, what is it? Isn't that your favorite it's- of all time? It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and all right. Oh my god! I think because I've been taking the lead these past two movies. I oh, think you take I can the lead. I can tell this whole movie by heart. I love this thing. All right, all right. Just give people a rundown. Explain the actors and who they play. All right. So first we got um, what's the name? It's Ansel Elgort. I think that plays. I don't have anything like written down. Plays the main character, Baby. So I'm just going to start explaining the movie. It starts off with the main character, Baby, bulling in his car with three other dudes. Two dudes, and one two, girl. And a dude. Yeah, yeah, and a dude. Two dudes, one dude. And this, the, let me start off by saying the music in this movie. The licensed or um, actual score? The licensed. It's a lot of diversity, it is. I, I would say. I'm not saying I like every single track, but... Every song fits the the scene it's in. Yeah, and they correct. They really use like the music. I feel like it didn't like a lot of the budget go to the music. Yeah, dude. I feel like I don't know if this like if he did it on purpose or not, but I feel like instead of the scene, the music like the scene was definitely made around the music instead of the the music like going around the yeah. scene. You know. Mm, yeah, I feel like that's also a drawback for the movie, personally, for me. I, I love that I'm sorry, but I just feel like that's kind of a drawback, that they were more focused on putting the music... They are more focused on putting the movie into the music than the music Well, that's the because the music has a big thing to do with the character. Mm-hmm. It's a huge part I, of the character. Yeah, he has an iPod for different days and different moods. Yeah, and he has, like, he has hearing problems, he can't... He has like a ring in his ear, so he uses mu- music to drown it out. His mom. So which they they don't just leave that there to fill out the runtime that's actually used yeah. in the movie. It's like, okay, so where was that? Where so they're in the car, 
the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like, you get a look at every character in the car. And then to the beat of the music, they all step out, go into the trunk, grab bags and walk into a bank. So this is one part that I really like about the movie is they use like baby. You're in the perspective of like baby. He's chilling in the car. And while they're robbing the bank, he's just like he's partying out in the car, just like pounding on like the steering wheel, pounding on the car. He's just like really into this music. He's really vibing with it. Mm-hmm. But then he's like taking he's taken out of like his music and back into reality when like he's like looking like at like them robbing the bank and like cops driving by and stuff. But then finally they exit the bank. They're booking it to the car. Baby hits the gas and he just like Mozart in a go kart, man. Let me tell you, he's just <laughs> he was Mario Kart on a 250 cc. Mm-hmm. He's just going out. He's doing like whack turns. He's like 360 no scope off a building. It's crazy. So like, so we're we're just gonna skip through it. So the chase is over. Um. Which is actually a very interesting tactic he used because they're in a red car. Mm-hmm. What he does is he um he sees two red cars on the highway, so he purposely gets in the middle, so that way a chopper can fly over it and see that he's in the middle. So then while they're in the tunnel, baby just 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 slams the the gas, goes above the uh, the uh, left car, forces the left car into the middle, and then baby's able to drive off through the exit. Oh my god! Bringing the cops off of him, which was a very very good technique on his part. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, after that, he's getting... So, after the chase, the, he he won the chase. He's gone. He's out of there. They switch up cars and they drive away. And then after that, it's it's baby getting coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's getting coffee for the group. He goes in. And, like, do you see what they do in the background and stuff where, like... The lyrics are in the background. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I love... This is in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm, it's in Atlanta. Okay. Where, like, most mu- movies are, like, shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like... Oh, yeah, I was reading about that. Dude, it's crazy. But, like, so he's walking, he's getting the coffee, he's just vibing to his music, like, always. And then he he goes back... He goes back into... um. Actually, no, I skipped something. He sees, like, the main girl protagonist that, like, he likes. What, what Debbie. Is it? Yeah, Deb. Deborah. Sees her walking Deborah. down the street. My mom's going to think we're talking about her. Wow. Well, your mom's <laughs> name is Deborah. Yeah. Oh, snap. That's crazy. <laughs> so, like, we're not formally introduced to her yet, but, like, he, he sees her. And, like, he walks out, walks back to the building that his group is in. And then title card baby driver mm-hmm. and what i really liked about that shot was like how the building looks a lot like a street like you see how like yeah yeah i told you it's just like it zooms up to like the side of the building and then like the building looks perfectly like a street walks into mm-hmm. the room so was it he walks into the room with all the rest of the people oh, that he's doing the job with meet some um, uh, a famous actor Infamous actor at this point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's in this movie. In case you didn't know. Yeah. Well, it's a, little, it's a little weird now. Don't know how I feel that he's in a movie with a character called Baby, but it's like. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. But like, it's whatever. It doesn't take doesn't take how I like this movie. 
Yeah, and then we um we meet for me one of the standouts of this movie, a character named Bats. Oh my god, I really like Bats in this movie. He's played he's played by Jamie Fox. Mm-hmm. He was in a terrible uh, another terrible action movie. He's in, not another terrible movie. He's in a terrible action movie that came out the same year as this one. What is it? Um, I'll uh, I'll tell you if I remember. But uh, he's in a terrible action movie along with uh Sl- Sleepless, I think it's called Sleepless. You know. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've seen this. He just, he described it as Black Taken. Yeah, I've definitely haven't seen this. It's it's amazing. You should see it. It ain't no easy grab. They got tea. They got tea. But I, yeah, I haven't seen that movie. But um. Yeah. What is it? So like they introduce. I think you're jumping around. They don't meet bats till like later in the movie. No, I mean like yeah, he um he seps him up. He meets Debbie. Oh, the the fostered father. Hamada. The foster yeah, dad, yeah. right? He meets. All right, so Jason. I don't. I don't know what the name was, but what is it? He's just like what? He's, he's deaf, right? Yeah, he's deaf, mute. So he's like trying to convince Baby to get out of this life. He knows, but Baby isn't hiding it from him. He's hiding it from someone else. Hiding it from Deborah. Deborah. Think name. So continue on. So um. So yeah, they. Um, Mm. Wait, where are we? Wait, um, the diner scene where they're like, uh, well, you see, there's a lot of songs named Deborah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Friggin' so, he walks in. Beck. Oh, Beck. Dude. Beck. That's such a bad song. I hate that song so much. I've never heard it's it. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like, they explain it in the movie. It's a song about freaking His sister. Yeah. So it's like... Going after this one girl, but he really also wants to get with her sister, whose name is Deborah. Like Stacy's mom. Yeah, it's basically what. It... No, but it's like the lyrics are: "I want to get with you, only you, and your sister." I think her name's Deborah. <laughs> it's it's like it's such a oh, whack song. But like, so yeah, what is it? So they're in the diner. He explains like, "Yeah, I just really like music, and I'm a chauffeur." <laughs> I'm a chauffeur. I drive cars around. She says, no, she's like, I drive cars. And she goes, like a chauffeur? And she goes, yeah, something like yeah, that. Get, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're doing that. Do some nice stuff. Then we go to the final. This is supposed to be Baby's Final Heist. So he's in this life because um, he tried to jack uh, Kevin Spacey's character's car. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of owed him ever since. So this is going to be his last one. Yeah. Well, supposedly his last one. Supposedly last one. That's where we meet bats. Um, two other characters who don't matter. Um, the dude that puts an Austin Powers joke. Oh yeah, it did. Michael Myers. Oh, you mean Jason? <laughs> Such a bad joke. No, oh, he's gone, baby. He's gone. But like, what is it? They they show again how like baby's like a god at driving for some reason. Yeah, but he's also a very um. He gets worried about violence. Mm-hmm. He, we see a dead uh, security guard, and um, there's this other part when um this undercover cop is trying to shoot at uh bats. Oh no, bats has a clear shot at this undercover cop, but baby purposely mi- makes a misses shot. Yeah, so that way he can save his life. So we see baby's a very compassionate person. Mm-hmm. He cares about life. Life. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So after that. Um, what is it? The one of the characters leaves a shotgun behind in like the car because they have to switch up cars. And yes. 
So that yeah, they ask where he is. So Bats put, puts the Mike Myers face above his face. He says, "He's long gone, baby." <laughs> because that's what Austin Powers says. Yeah, name is Baby. And then like the main, not the main character. Then like Kevin Spacey gives Baby his money, and then he's like, "All right, I need you to do one last thing. Get rid of this yeah, car. Get rid of the car and the dude's hand." And then he looks at it, there's blood, so he just sees the guy's hand. So he's like, "Oh." So you know, he brings it to the uh, to the, the scrapyard. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing that, he has a flashback. Yeah, and it's um, which um, it's with like his yeah, mom and dad. Oh yeah, and he gets in like a car crash. It's crazy. That's how his yes. um, that's how his ringing ear problem started. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, so yeah, he uh, he also puts the phone where he gets his contacts from in the in a yeah, car. His burner. Scrap. He throws his burner in the trash and is like, I don't want this. Get out of my mitt. And then All right. he turns on some yeah. Commodores and just starts walking away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom really likes the Commodores. Commodores? I mean, I like the Commodores. This is going to be weird explaining this episode to my mom. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's like, after that, he he's talking to, like, his deaf dad. And he's like, yo. Step yeah, step, foster dad. Foster, foster Foster father. And he, so now he's done with it and he's got a girl. And he's like, all right. Pizza the song, baby. Oh yeah, he's like pizza question mark, <laughs> and then baby becomes a pizza driver. Not pizza, pizza delivery. Driver. Pizza That's delivery. gonna be the sequel. <laughs> a sequel where like he's just trying to make a good living as a pizza man. Then Kevin Spacey's uh, brother comes. I'm Kevin Spacey. <laughs> twin brother. I'm Kevin Spacey's identical twin brother who's also in crime, <laughs> and I want you to do a heist for me. I'm Max's father. That car that you took from Kevin Spacey is actually my car, and you owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. Okay. So, yeah, they do this job. Then they find out he has another one because Kevin Spacey's a, a dingleberry. Yeah. And he threatens to kill gonna... Jason and Debbie. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a monster. So they do that. Then they, uh, they do a contact with his gun. So Bats is crazy because he's Bat. He's a Bat guy. He's he's not Batman, but he's he's crazy. Yeah, he's insane. So we start shooting these contacts, and they get rid of all of them, but one survives. <laughs> he gets in the car and tries to drive away. They shoot. No, they, 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 no, they showed one twitching. One twi- Oh yeah, there was one twitching. So um, what is it? They blow up a car. So yeah, they um then they head to the diner. Mm-hmm. Where Deborah's. So this gets. Yeah, he just like just like saying nothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was established early on that um, Bats knows that Baby isn't a good liar. Yeah. So he asks Baby, "Do you know this person?" So he says, "No." So then he pulls out a gun and says, "Let's go uh, see." So he grabs uh, Bats by the gun, and that is just enough to show him that uh, he knows. Mm. But uh, in fact, shows enough to show them all three of them now, yeah. which is uh, Buddy and uh. Sweet, sweet, sweet. It, it, honey. It's sweetie, I think. No, it's... sweetie. I think. Yeah, sweetie and buddy, who are two of the people who were in the first heist we saw, and Bats was part of the second one. So they're the, the they're apparently the best, uh, the best that they have. Mm-hmm. So they've been calling them. They've been Kevin Spacey called them in. So uh, next we see uh, uh, baby uh, bringing Max uh, Max, who is Kevin Spacey's um, nephew. <laughs> Um, to a bank, and I think this movie's set in 2012. You want to know why? Because what kid in 2017 was playing with a PS Vita? I mean, like, you don't know. Maybe maybe this kid's... 
What loser was playing with a PS Vita in 2017? You know what? Maybe he just really likes two, 2000s games, you know? 2000s? What do you mean? The Vita came out in 2012. 2012? Since when? The Vita came out in 2012. Oh, snap. I was thinking about DS. My bad. So, <laughs> yeah, he just he just really likes games from 2012, man. Why, why are you on him for it? Ah, uh, that's nothing. All right. Got some weird veta against the PS Vita. I mean, the PS Vita was awful. That's another problem I have with this movie. Rampant Sony product placement. Well, I mean... It's almost as bad as The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Every Sony movie has a lot of product placement. I know. It's really annoying. But I, I've lived to look at oh, it. Dude, even their video games are product placement. I was playing Uncharted 4, and then Nathan Drake pulls out a Sony phone. It ling- The camera lingers on the phone. Just so you can see the Sony logo. Oh, yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, there's great, there's good oh. movies with a lot of product placement. All right, 21 Jump Street's an exception. Well, I mean, have you also seen a uh, friggin' Transformers 2? Into the Spider-Verse, man? Into the Spider-Verse? Leave me alone. You haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse? No. What? That's what? Dude, that animation is crazy. You can say anything you want okay. about the story. It's on okay. Netflix. Watch it. It yeah. is? Oh, crap. Okay. But yeah, um, where were we? All right. I haven't seen Endgame yet. You haven't seen Endgame? No. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Everything. Spo- anyway, so yeah. Yeah. So um, where were we? It was um. The bank. Um, they see he meets a teller who seems pretty. Oh nice. yeah, gave her gave him like a lollipop or a mint or something. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a breath. But, okay, so they're going through. Um, baby is thinking, having second thoughts. So he gets to a car. He's cornered by Buddy mm. and Bats because they want to see where he's going. So he gets knocked out. When he wakes up, Kevin's how he uh, he spent all of his money on microtransactions. I mean, uh, recorded all their conversations. Yeah, because he likes to turn them into music. Yeah. And um, so they think, they think he's a cop. Yeah, but then when they like put it in, they just, they're just like, oh. Kevin Spacey just rolls his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> he said, "This is bananas, dog." <laughs> <laughs> He did. He that's did, yeah. Oh, and th- that's what Kevin Spacey says. He says, bananas. That's all my contacts say. So they say, who fired first? And they all said, uh, oh, uh, they did. So he looks at Baby and he said, uh, they did. Wow. Do you want- oh, my God. We're back. This entire, this entire review has been back and forth between, uh, oh, yeah, we forgot. Well, like, uh, I like this <laughs> movie way too much. I, I get really excited about this movie. Yeah. But um. All right, all right. So yeah, we'll continue on. Day of the heist. Day of the heist. They're in the car. Friggin' Hocus Pocus is on. He's just like, he's listening. He goes in, gets a flashback. Bats goes in the back. Then he sees the teller lady. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, hi. <laughs> How are you? And he's like, she just said, no, like, go away. And then she looks and sees, oh, no. So she calls the security officer. He cut his skirt off, about to make him go out. Bats just blows his brains out. And then the lady runs yeah. away screaming. Yeah, and then he's just stunned there. He won't move. So they're just screaming at him, go, go. And my favorite scenes, he just pushes his pedal to the metal and impales Bats. Yeah, with um, a construction with, uh, like car uh, thing. That was really, yeah. Yeah. So this was an interesting part. And then they, they, I think the best chase scene mm-hmm. in the entire movie. Yeah. 
um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're cornered. They need to get another car. Um, uh, honey or sweetie is killed. Yeah. And then buddy is like, baby, you did this. Buddy is crazy. So they think buddy is dead. So the, you know, they, they run away. They're trying to get their way. So, uh, buddy, if, uh, he takes this old woman's car and, uh, drives away. Then he throws her purse at her. She's like, what the heck? I don't want this purse. What? And she's even, I love her. Uh, anyway, so um, they continue on. Then he goes to get Debbie. But lo and behold, someone's at the diner. It's Buddy. I always thought that Bats was going to be the main antagonist at the end of the film. But no, it's Buddy. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's because mm-hmm. he killed Sweetie. So he was like. Yeah, I know. When I when I saw when Sweetie died, I was like, oh, he's the main antagonist. Yeah. So yeah, um, they go they go through and uh, they're just trying to escape. Yeah, they're trying to escape, buddy. You no, know, a very um, buddy gets sh- shot. Uh, this cop just comes and says, hey, "You okay, buddy?" <laughs> and then just buddy just shoots him. Like, dude, he could have helped you. Dude. So he steals their car, and um, you know they get they um they drive away to uh the hideout where Kevin Spacey's destroying evidence, packing up, and he says, "Just get out of here." And then and then he quote <laughs> baby just says, "We're a team." And then he says, that's Max's favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Monsters, Inc. I've seen that movie thousands of times. Just like how Kevin's seen this one thousands of oh times. Oh, God, I love this movie. So, like, what is it? So, what is it? Debbie walks in, and then he's like, oh, fine, whatever. Take one of the cassettes. Yeah, like, so he takes mom. Mm-hmm. They go in, they bring the elevator to get an escape car. And then there's three armed goons. Just say bananas, <laughs> which I think I think one of them was the um was the twitching guard, mm-hmm. I believe. I believe that's that's why they set it up. Oh, yeah. So he's the twitching guard. Uh, Kevin Spacey shoots all three of them with a shot with a sawed off he had. Yeah. So uh, he tells them, "Didn't I tell you to?" And then he just gets shot. <laughs> and then he's just like, and he shoots the other guy again. He's just like, "Did I tell you to go?" And then a cop car just pulls in. He says, "I'll deal with the cops." You go. So they run, and then this cop car rams Kevin Spacey into the, into the ceiling. I don't think they're cops. Turns out it's Buddy. Buddy's in the cop. Buddy's angry. He thinks he's going to take out uh, Baby because he's getting back at him. Mm-hmm. So they escape. They don't escape, but they try to run away from, like, Buddy and, like, the, um, what is it, in the parking lot thing? Yeah, and then Brigantine Rock starts yeah, playing. Brighton Rock. Which I think fit perfectly with the actual uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I always thought so, yeah. Brighton Rock was like underappreciated, and then when I saw it in this movie, I I got really happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have preferred Stone Cold Crazy, but uh, whatever. You know what? Whatever. All right, all right, all, all right. right. So yeah. Okay. So they continue onwards. And they, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, they continue on. They have a ramming car. Um, you know, Buddy, Buddy's about to fly out, grabs a hold of Baby, and Baby just shakes him loose, and the car goes flying. Then Baby goes to look at it, gets pulled over and whacked by a, by a Buddy who, knowing of his uh, weakness, shoots around his ears, which makes him go deaf. Yeah. And, and, um, how does he die? Yeah, he gets uh then baby just like I think I forget how, but he launches him off the oh, car. No, it's because um, the... he was he got into a different car and then like he rammed it to the cop car that was like near like the side of the parking lot. 
Yeah, the, the car was already on fire on the ground. And how did uh, ba- Buddy get down there? Forgot. Wait. I forgot. We, yeah, we he, forget. No, um, no, he jumped, he jumped out of the cop car before it fell out. Yeah, he jumped out of the cop car. And how did uh, Baby shoot him? Did he shoot him? No, Debbie, Deborah shoot, shot her, right? Oh, d- yeah, I think so. Debbie, Deborah shoots, um, shoots uh, Buddy, who then falls in, onto the cop car, which is already on fire. And then it blows <laughs> up again, which I love. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So they drive off into the sunset. Or is it? <laughs> and the cops uh, corner him, they listen to mom, and then uh, we get a trial. We learn that he wasn't a bad guy. Just because he's a bad he guy has, doesn't mean he's a he bad guy. He has a Wreck-It Ralph moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that's what I call it, a Wreck-It Ralph moment where, you know, Jason, um, Deborah, the old lady. Yeah. The lady <laughs> at the uh, mail, post mail. Yeah, they all, like, say he was a good guy. And then like, he gets 25 years or five years of parole. And then what I thought was a dream sequence was actually just the foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. We see him in all white just leaving the uh, base, the uh, prison, with, in front of Deborah. I thought this was a dream sequence at first. Then I realized it was just foreshadowing. So I think it was a very satisfying ending, mm-hmm. personally. So yeah, tell me, what do you think about this film? Okay, let's start off with the actors. I think the actors did a great job portraying the only thing I didn't like about like the acting or like the characters was how kind of rushed baby's like romantic like thing was. Yeah. That's a little rushed. They, we, we only see him with her maybe twice before she uh, goes. Yeah. With and him. then Debbie, I know she's like, I love this man with my heart. <laughs> just like, yeah. Um, I, however, who do you think was the best actor for me? It's either buddy or bats. Yeah, I, I can see that. But Buddy, Jamie Foxx put all in for this. Yeah, movie. but I really liked Buddy's like portrayal of like he he was really devastated when like yeah. oh oh and he wanted to just uh, instead of killing Baby, he wanted to kill Deborah mm-hmm. just so Baby would know yeah what it was like. It was crazy, but um yeah, characters yeah. I thought characters were great. Um, the score, the score. <laughs> Score the license game. Yeah, I, I feel like the actual score it was made for this movie wasn't very memorable. It's not well because they don't really try to make the score memorable. On top of that, they just put like, you know, just a license. It sounded like stock music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the license was pretty good. Mm-hmm. They had a really nice variety yeah. of like music and like genres. Um, they had some. What do they have? They had funk, some rap, uh, rock, classic rock. Um, well, sl- classic rock slash metal because Brigaton Rock is technically metal. I mean, yeah, it is. It's kind of a metal song. That that album, um, which is I think is Friday Night Fever or something. The like that, album? It's it's like they're heavy. Yeah, the, the album. The album. Where it, it's um. Stone Cold Crazy no, is in it. Sheer heart attack. Sorry, yeah. sorry. So yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Sheer heart attack was was uh yeah. I think that's kind of like the heaviest Queen ever got. Well, Queen that are Queen too, but that's kind of a metal. They got what else? They got they got some punk. Mm-hmm. In there, they had a lot of they had um, a lot of music in there. Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> Beck, uh, Beck, uh, T Rex, T Rex. There, there, there's a lot of music in this. Yeah, a lot of good ones. And not my favorite licensed soundtrack in a entertainment mm-hmm. medium, but still, not, nonetheless, a good one. Yeah, and what else? Um, what else? What else were we saying? It was characters. Um. I felt yeah, character cinematography. Oh, I felt was very good. 
I think it was the best part of this movie, it, personally. Dude, what is it? It's expressive. It's flashy. It's it's got Dutch angles. It's got uh, wide shots. It's got close-ins. Does, it's got very also long shots. Too. Edgar Wright, who was the director of this, what? Edgar. Oh, yeah. That's something I want to talk about. Um, you want to know something very interesting I read what? about? Edgar Wright. He often cites one of his favorite filmmakers being, um, John Carpenter. John, who made the thing. And John Carpenter. He also cites as one of his favorite childhood movies as being Rodan. Whoa, this episode just went full that's, circle. <laughs> yes, that's why I did it. That's why I chose these three movies, Kevin. That's crazy. So it's a full circle, technically. Dude. So, so these movies, without without at least one, without the first two, this movie may, possibly would have never existed. My favorite movie never would have existed. That's crazy to think about. Had it not been for Rodan and The Thing. Oh my god, dude! I know. So, what what would you rate, Baby Driver? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't really know if I enjoyed it. I felt indifferent the first time I watched it. I had to actually watch it again. Mm-hmm. I watched it twice for this review. Yeah. So the second time around, I enjoyed it much more. Um, it's not like a movie, say like The Force Awakens, where every single time I watch it, I hate it more and mm-hmm. more. You pick up more the more you watch it. Yes, yeah. Like, there's this one point mm-hmm. where, you know where Baby, like, lost, like, his iPod and he couldn't listen to any music? You could see yeah. he was, like, feeling his heartbeat so that he could get, like, a rhythm or a beat to, like, comfort himself. Oh. It's crazy. Like, really? there's a lot of stuff like that. Oh, that's subtle. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't pick that it's up. It's really crazy. Interesting. So, okay, this is not my favorite movie, Kevin. I'm sorry. For me, it's a three out of three point five. Three point five, or or a four out of five. You know what, man? Nah, I'm just messing with you. All right. All right. So, um, we had technical difficulty there. Sorry about that, to everyone. So Listen. we're at the score. We're at the score. I was messing with Kevin. Did you hear what I said? Uh, no. What'd you say? I said I'm just messing with you. It's a four point. God bless, man. I give it, I give it a five out of five. I love this movie with all my heart, dude. <laughs> all right. Is there any uh, closing remarks? Um, not really. I- I'm chilling. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like I think I chose. We chose a very solid lineup of movies. We have. I, I didn't. I didn't realize that do- first. How, like, Each of them trying to do something different. Rodan, summer fun. Uh, uh, the thing, I thought a mind-bending uh, horror, and I think the uh, Baby Driver was supposed to be a thought-provoking, uh, thought-provoking as well as fun. So it's a combination of the first two, as the way I see it. Mhm. Mhm. Which is also very funny how they're all connected. Yeah. So. Mm, so yeah. Um. I, to anyone, I hope you've enjoyed our second episode. If you want to give suggestions, head over to um, anchor.com or use the Anchor app and search up the uh, podcast. That way you can add suggestions, uh, including games, movies, uh, content creators, such as YouTubers, or music you would like us to review. Um, for our next episode, I'm hoping we I, we will do um, our first theater um thing so we're going to be hopefully uh if everything works out we're going to be watching 
Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to do it that way with a guest. And if you're watching guests, you know who you are. And uh, yeah. maybe, possibly, that won't be the only part we're also going to do. That's going to be part one. Part two of that same episode is hopefully going to be, um, we're hopefully going to do a playthrough of Knack 2, the best game ever made. Oh, my God. Um, you don't want to do Knack 2? Oh, no. I'm doing <laughs> It's gonna be you. It's gonna be you, um, un- undisclosed person, and I. All right, we can. Um, we'll go over this lady. <laughs> All right. All right, brother. Um. All right. Deuces, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.